Hey. Norman. Jimmy. What's happening? Not much. So we are uh, live here. All right. Welcome to uh, episode one of Riding Shotgun with Norm and Jim. <laughs> What's been happening, man? Nothing much, man. You know, trying to survive the, the coronavirus. This is something different for us, man. This is just screwed up. I mean, nothing like I've ever seen in my lifetime and hope to never see again. But uh, I just want to get through this, you know. Yeah, I'm with you on that, man. Very unique, unusual situation. I, I was just talking to Dougie the other day, uh, and we we're kind of imagining out loud what what it would it would have been like trying to survive this coronavirus when we were young, when we were teenagers in, in school. Because you know, you know, we're climbing the walls now, and we're in our fifties. But imagine when we were young and we had to go out. We had to go out. Like, yeah. we done snuck out the back door. You know, we'd have been going nuts. I feel bad for these. I mean, you know what's funny? We didn't have the technology they have today, right? So they can play online together. They can, um, I mean, my kid, they shoot, they're all from their house and they play, they play together, not video games. They, they've got this little online game that they all do together remotely. So it's been pretty awesome for him in that way, but he's stir crazy. He just wants to get out and, and school's been a struggle. You know, it's like uh, the teachers assign work and then they got to get done, but it's different, man. I don't. I feel for these seniors, these kids that are seniors in college and high school. They don't get their prom. They don't get the walk. They don't. You know, it's it's different, yeah, man. Yeah, it is. It really is a shame. Like you said, I feel sorry for those kids who you miss those benchmarking uh, events that happen in your life. You know, going to a prom. You know, go, you know, you know, doing the graduation, walking for your parents. You know, getting those photos. You know that you look back years. Now, and, and you're going to miss out on all that stuff. And, you know, unfortunately, I mean, they, they will be able to look back and say, hey, we were tough enough to survive it. That was the summer that we got through that. But it's it's just not the same, I, you know, and I really feel for them. Yep. So we'll see. It's a learning experience for everybody. Um, Americans were tough. We'll figure this out. I mean, it's the whole uh, world, though. Um, <laughs> you know, so Dougie, man, so did you talk to him? I guess uh, – you know, we'll bring him on here as a guest in a probably a couple episodes, and and we'll. You know, I was thinking of Dougie when I came up with the name "Riding Shotgun." <laughs> I was thinking about. Oh, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's like he thought about it all day. You know, you're walking out of the house, you know, kind of putting your coat on or whatever, and this this jerk off's going to be yelling out "Shotgun," you know, before you you know blink your eyes. <laughs> And if he was driving his balls or riding shotgun. <laughs> no, they have his balls because his balls, you know, hit the brakes because he wasn't paying attention driving. <laughs> My favorite story was the story I was not with you guys was the time you said that his windshield wipers were not working. <laughs> oh, the time we had to use when it was frosting out, we used socks. He put socks this on the wipers. This guy's house must have been overrun by old socks because... I would, when, when in doubt, Dougie would pull a sock out, you know? When he goes golfing, he wears extra socks. So if he has to take a dump, he has something to wipe his ass with. So he has extra socks, you know? You know what socks were used oh, for back in the day. Oh, my God. So, yeah, so we're, we're, it's like me, him, and Kyle. We're out. It's a frosty, cold night. He puts on a windshield wiper. It's like nothing but, you know, there's no windshield wiper blades. Just the things going back and forth, man. Scratching noises. Like, what the hell's going on? 
And then he hold on, he pulls <laughs> over, he puts two socks on it. Me and Carla like saying prayers, half saying prayers, half laughing. What the hell is this? What are you doing? So uh, NFL draft, this is different. Yeah. Virtual draft. Did you uh, you watch any of the draft last the night? First sixteen or seventeen picks. Then it was getting late, yeah. you know, and you know I was kind of hoping. I was actually really hoping that the, the Eagles would hold tough and get a defensive player, and then wait because it's so loaded with uh, wide receivers and get a couple of wide receivers in the second and third round. Agree, agree. I mean, you know, they went for the the speed. I like the versatility of the guy they picked. They had supposedly had their eyesight okay. set on him. Um, you know, everybody's talking about why didn't they move up, get CD Lamb. He fell down in the draft. Um, CD Lamb's okay, right? I don't think uh, – I personally don't think he is a generational game-changer guy that you trade away picks to get this guy. Um, so I like the the – they stayed pat. I mean, I liked what they did. The Justin Jefferson, that guy's a winner, right? He makes plays. He just doesn't fit yeah. their need. Um, they got a slot guy in Greg right. Ward, right? That guy was awesome last year. So we needed a speed guy. I know this guy doesn't have the great top end speed, but there's KJ Hamler still out there. The second round, whatever, you know, there's guys you could get. I agree with you. Defense, get me a good linebacker. Um, so we'll see. Um, you know, I, you got to trust Howie. I mean, he, the draft picks he's got yeah. have been hit and miss. Um, you know, I, the, the guy last year, uh, that everybody's coming down on the, the white side guy, I give him another year. I still think he's a big receiver and he has to get used to the NFL. Uh, when he, that guy can high point catches, he's going to yeah. be pretty good. Some of the younger guys that and, they picked um, up really started to step up at the end of the year when there was injuries and they had to step up. Like exactly what happens when you have to step up, it changes right. it. You stop thinking when you play football, when you don't think as much, it's when good things happen. And these guys are elite athletes. They're pros, right? They're the best of the best. So just let it happen. You just let the game come to you and uh, just do what your instincts would got you to the pros to begin with, you know, you know so. them working with, uh, with uh, Wentz and other years is going to help them. And I agree with you, JJ, uh, Whiteside and, and that Ward kid, they're only going to get better. And there's a couple. Yeah, there, I love that Ward kid, man. Last year that may take a year or two to develop, but, you know, we're going to see uh, the the benefits of them probably this year, maybe next year. But, you know, they, they got to get some impactful guys that can step right in. And I think the kid they, they got last night will be that. But see, here's the thing. If they somehow in the second round, I, I don't care if they go receiver, receiver, honestly, right? They'll, you can get some good defense later, but if they got Hamler at 53, if, if somehow – I don't think he's going to. It seems to be there's a run on receivers right now. The first two picks in the second round are receivers. Um, but, you know, if he was the fall, I mean, you know, have a couple of Penn State uh, guys on the offense there, key yeah. guys. Yeah, it'd be nice. Him <laughs> and Miles getting together. Yeah, see – you know, the thing was, I didn't realize Miles was uh, as loose uh, with the football as you said uh, you, when you told me that and that first game when we were here watching. And, um, you know, it's you, you watch him all year, and it's if he can fix that thing, man, this guy he's, is something special. He's, he's, he's a tough Pittsburgh kid. He can pick up the blitz. He can catch out of the backfield. 
He runs hard. He doesn't give up. He's just got to protect that ball. You know, and that's top end speed is amazing, though. You know, he's got that speed. He's going to burn linebackers. They're not going to be able to hang with him. And he's got nice. He's a ball player. Tough kid. So, XFL, did you get to see any games? Any of the games at all. Okay. It was pretty awesome. And I'm very bummed that this COVID-19 hit and it has uh, pretty much uh, screwed the NFL. I mean, the XFL. I mean, uh, they had a good thing going. The fans, they had good. I mean, the, the next game to be played in St. Louis had sold really? 40,000 tickets. Um, yep. And um, they had a really good thing going in the XFL. I went to a game down in Tampa. saw Tampa play Washington. And it was all college kids at the game. It was like a big thing for college kids to go to this game. And, uh, you know, there's probably about 15,000 fans there at uh, the Buccaneer Stadium. It was pretty cool. Um, but I liked what they did, the extra points where you could choose to do one, two, or three points. The kickoff was great. Uh, yeah. Did you hear how they did the kickoffs? Okay, so they would kick off, and the offense would line up at the 20-yard line. The defense lined up at the 30-yard line. The kicker was all the way back at the 40 or 35, kicking or 30, 35 or 30, kicking to the receiver. No one was allowed to move. They were 10 yards apart um, at the 20-yard line and 30-yard line. They were 10 yards apart. As soon as the receiver caught the ball, then they were allowed to block and, and rush the – It was awesome. It, it really was. It was unique. So, And then to be able to go for, after a touchdown, one point, two point, or three point um, extra point. So the three-pointer was from the 10-yard line. It just you made it interesting, you know. Trying to get like a, a t- like a two-point conversion, except from the ten. Yeah, the ten. So from the ten-yard line, it was worth three. Um, from the five-yard line, was worth two, and then uh, from the two and a half, whatever was was a two-yard line. I think it was was basically your one point or your extra point. There was no kicking. There was no kick. I mean, that sounds extra fun. Points. That sounds fun to play, let alone watch. It was. It was really good. It was. A, it was a lot of, lot of unique stuff. Um, if you kicked, if you punted the ball into the end zone, they got the ball at the thirty-five. So everything was about um, making it more action, you know. So is hopefully the NFL looks at some of the stuff that the XFL did and was successful with. I mean, uh, you know, I guess luck is Oliver Luck is now suing Vince McMahon right, over this right, whole thing, but cool. it was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm sorry I missed it. So I guess they I'm Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I'm glad I got to go to a game. It was really cool, you know, through my work. I was down there, believe it or not, in March. Uh <laughs> this whole thing was I think the my wife, you know, uh she's she's texting me while I was down there and she sues like uh hey there's uh two cases down there in the Tampa area of that coronavirus, don't you be bringing that home here? And at the time, we didn't have any, you know, in Montgomery County. We look at it now, there's, what, 3,500, 3,800? I don't even know what it is now in Montgomery County, you know? So, yeah, it was it was weird, you know? it's um, As soon as we got down there, because it, uh, it was the first week of March, and, um, you know, we, I flew in on that Sunday, and I went to that Sunday night game. It was a Sunday night game on ESPN, the XFL game. And um, 
it was pretty cool. It was, um, you know, they, it was all about fan friendly. So before the game, we were on the field, uh, we were playing catch with the XFL football, you know, they gave us sideline passes. It was, it was pretty awesome. So, um, yeah, it was a great fan experience, very fan friendly. Um, he is, it was good football too. Like their theme was for the love of the game. So, these guys were playing for the love of the game. It was good football. So, um, you know, a couple of guys have already been picked up by NFL teams. You know, the the quarterback, uh, what's his name, PJ from uh, okay. PJ Walker from Temple. Uh, yeah, he was one of the stars of the league. He got picked up by Carolina. Um, and Matt Rule, of course, picked him up. <laughs> There's a couple of Temple guys that did really good in that league. So, but yeah. So, hey, uh, one of the segments I wanted to do when we, we get together and do this thing um, was um, All right. overrated, yeah. underrated, right? So, um, thinking of it, uh, let's think out loud here. Overrated movie that people talk about, uh, say, hey, that is, that is one of my favorite movies all times. And you go, uh, okay, don't get it. What would you say is an overrated oh, man. movie? I don't know. I mean, if it's overrated, head. I'm not watching the damn thing. Um, yeah, but so I'll ahead. give you. I I actually have two. Um, uh, my first one is Star Wars. <laughs> Honestly, I never got it. Never got it. Into that. Into that. I, I'm not I into just. That <laughs> I remember watching it for the first time, and I didn't go to the movie theater. Truth be told, never went to the movie theater. Um, but, you know, it came out on VHS, whatever, sat down to watch everybody's, oh, this is the greatest movie. And uh, I got probably about 20 minutes in and said, no, not for me. So then years later, you know, this thing starts exploding, whatever. I try and watch it again. The very first Star Wars. Again, get about a half hour in. I'm like, this is some weird shit. I can't understand how this thing is so popular. So still to this day, uh, I've tried again. I tried for my kid, and guess uh, what? Yeah, my I, kid I don't like agree it with you on that so. one. I mean, I, that that one slipped on. Yeah, I'm not into that whole Star Wars thing. And there are people who make their whole life about this goddamn. It's crazy. We got this one guy oh, yeah. in our IS yep. department. He's as big as a house. You would think the guy played pro football, but he is the big, and he's self-proclaimed biggest nerd there is. So one time, I hear him talking to somebody. And they're doing some type of Star Wars trivia. So I thought they were messing with me. They're like, oh, what planet was Yoda from? And I'm thinking, what? What part of the movie did they say what the hell is? You know? I'm thinking, Homeland <laughs> thing. You know? They didn't have a name. <laughs> that's funny. It. And they, sure enough, they did. They, oh, that's Dagobah. So then, like a couple days later, there was this girl I knew who was into it. And I said, hey, so what? Uh, you know what planet uh, Yoda's from? And I knew the answer. She goes, yeah, Dagobah. Jesus Christ, you guys. You guys were too much into this damn movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I watched it. It was nice. That's funny okay. stuff. But these guys are like dressing up and they're going places. And oh, I don't guys. get it. I don't I mean, get it. Uh, Star Trek. Um, now, this one, the next one I'd say to you, I, okay. I, you'll probably disagree. It's a big cult movie. People absolutely love this movie. Guys love this movie, and I just I've watched it, Jimmy. I've tried to watch it and you know, get through it. I've actually gotten through it. 
um, probably four times, and uh, I just don't get it. I don't get the allure. So, fight yeah, card. I mean, I don't I'm get it. A, you know, I, I watched it. If it was on, I might watch a little bit of it. To me, you know, a movie that you love, and people always say this, is when you flip around a channel, no matter what part of the movie is in, you stop and watch it. That's a movie you like. Fight clubs, you know, you know, if I'm in yep. the mood, whatever. Yeah. And that being said, I think Ed Norton is one of the best yeah. underrated actors. It's tough to call him underrated. That guy is an America unbelievable X. actor. Ah, oh, what a great I mean, movie. Kind of a, what you know, a great just... movie. That's a powerful yeah. movie. There, There's a nice underrated movie. You know, um, just great acting. Fully engulfed himself into that role, right? <laughs> of the neo-nazi or whatever the skinhead and then you learn through prison these to to uh see the other side and and open up right yeah and he came out and i guess uh, they didn't like that you know he went into prison all into being a skinhead and then he realized that they're not all into that being a skinhead themselves yeah didn't i you know i I haven't watched that movie in, in years um what happened with his uh, brother, right? Didn't he, didn't he have a brother, and his brother just well, couldn't come? Little brother wanted to be just like him. And yes, exactly. Or right. the, the, the student council or whatever uh, advisor uh, helped him out. He was a black guy who was, who was the, uh, Ed Norton's favorite teacher. He said, this guy's real great. And then uh, his little brother ended up hating him only because he was a black guy. And then he's the one who helped his brother and tried to help his brother. And then Norton finally saw the light, like, hey, you know, can't you judge a dude by, you know, for all the wrong reasons. But, yeah, that was a cool movie. I'd say uh, that was a good movie, you know. So when you think about underrated, overrated, those are my two overrated off the top of my head. My Um, my underrated, if I don't watch them, shit, I turn them the hell off. I I don't even think about them. Nah, underrated though. I mean, there's some underrated movies. Like I, I, I love those little uh, uh, small movies. I mean, you and I both like all the right moves. Kind of like your, right. I mean, I, I realize it's yeah. Tom Cruise, right? But that was a great movie. Um, oh, the, God, what was the, the name act, of the girl the in that the movie? The girl from uh, Back to the Future. She was the uh, mom. Yes. Oh, she was cute yeah, back yeah. in the day. Uh, what was her name? Oh, I remember. Yeah, she was. Great. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, it was kind of like, you know, the, the band girl, and he yelled yeah. at her, and he got in the back of the pickup, drank beers with the older guys, and he got caught fucking up there. You know, I, I could see myself uh, messing up Moise's house a little bit. <laughs> nah, nah. You know what? I, I never disliked I, him I that much. You know, I was like honestly. Grade, and I always liked him. Always, always liked him. Yeah, I... Uh... But it was like a perfect fitting role. If anybody would have done that, he was never that good. It would have been Mancini. I could have seen him because he hated Moister because Moister wouldn't play him. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. Have <laughs> and done he that would have been out there. I actually liked him. I, I, you I know, did like I, I knew him. Like I said, since like third grade, he was a good dude. He knew my whole family. So, yeah, he, he was definitely a good dude. Uh, I don't think he was a yeah, great coach. He was an okay coach. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think, he, you know, he was organized. He he knew how to run a practice. I'll give him all that. Um, he just listened 
too much. He yeah. didn't step up as the no, leader like the, he needed to. When you're when you're the coach, that makes the leader, sense, you're the one right? Who needs to say no? This is how this is the offense we're going to run this year. Defense. We had a bad game. We're going to stick to it. Yeah. Uh, I think we've talked before. Like uh, our first two years at Abington, he let that uh, Patton guy run roughshod over, and that guy sucked as a coach. I don't care uh, what the hell he did at some of. Well, he had to be in charge. That was a thing. He had to be in charge. That was that was that guy's deal. What he didn't know know was most people, most of us, didn't like him at all. I know I didn't like him one bit. He was. I didn't like him either. I I thought he was a blowhard, and you know, I, I can sum him up in one thing, and you probably remember it better than I do. But it was that stupid three quarterback offense that was a yeah. absolute joke, you know, <laughs> where he had, um, it was it Wayne Rickard, uh, Terry Owens, and uh, I guess uh, Neely, right? It was the three, three of them. It and it like, was like, yeah, then, remember that crazy offense like, he had? Skip pass to this guy. He's supposed to catch it, and then he's going to throw the ball. Dude, we're playing football, not basketball. We're on grass. By the way, the, the ball isn't round. <laughs> right. You know what the right. hell are you doing? Nut job. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, then our senior, we got Absolutely. the guys in there. So. Dudes. <laughs> oh, my God. I You know, those were – those two guys, um, oh. I would have done, done anything for those two guys, you know? I mean, I just – you talk about, uh, you know, Roman and, and Mitchell, yeah. and I just – yeah, you know, I believed Roman, in those I guys. You. He could you know, fear to God at you just They're... by a look. Like he could just look sideways. He could. One he could look through you, man. And, you know, I, I was you were <laughs> yeah. Kevin's backup, so I'm like goofing around behind the offense, and he looks at me, he goes, he, he, "Morty, Morty, you got that? Did you did you catch all that?" And I, you know, I was like in the middle of a joke, and he just looked at me, he goes, "You know, you're a real funny guy. I, I hope you make me laugh this much during a game." I'm like, "Oh shit." I want to like just disappear. Like, oh my god. We were so respectful, I, but we could have gotten away with anything. But we just were respectful. You know what I mean? It's I like know. and and that was what you yeah, did back then. Today it's a little bit different. Um you know, the exactly. respect levels are, are certainly diminished. The elders, the authority um, figures, just because, not because they had to earn it. You 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 started off giving it to them, and then if they lost it, they lost it. But you gave what? Yep. Welcome, my dog tonight, man. Uh, and this this car drives by, and the license plate was Mrs. Jug. And I said, you know, I, I turned to Sue. I said, did that say Mrs. Jugs? I said, I want to follow that car. I want to see what she gets out. I want to see what she looks like. And, uh, but it's like oh, it got like me you, thinking. Hey, there's a Penn State defensive end just got drafted by, by, yeah, Gross Matos. Okay. He he just got drafted by the Panthers. Matt Rule drafted him. That's a good pick, man. That's a. I mean, there's a guy you'd want to play for, right, Matt Rule? Holy crap! Um, so, but it got to me to thinking. Vanity plates is it? The, you know, yeah, I hate being behind that car and you're trying to figure what out mean? what the hell is that? You know, 
gate 11, you know, you're just like, is, yep. okay, well, it means something to them. And people pay for this. It's pretty straightforward. What's that? It pretty much is. Investigate that uh, another time see, with not see what that was all about, you know? <laughs> I, I actually turned to her and I go, it's I got to like, see her get out of the car. She just started laughing. And then we both said, what's with vanity plates, you know? I'm just like, I just don't get it, man. Me. I just don't get vanity plates. <laughs> oh, now that was good. That was <laughs> awesome. The ass man He's a proctologist. <laughs> that is still... Um, as did you watch? So, I mean, you're a big Seinfeld fan, and I, I know you've watched. Uh, I watch a little bit. You do um, Kirby Enthusiasm? Oh, every time I watch it, it's. Funny. Oh, you and I it's watched hilarious. it that time on the way up to Penn State, remember? Uh, he was the brains behind Seinfeld. I mean, you know, Jerry's really funny, uh, and it's all about his act and everything. But you watch Kirby Enthusiasm, this oh, guy yeah. is just another level. Brilliant he can, comedian. He can make sitting around it's the house. So goddamn funny. funny event, I love that show. Yeah, he can. Uh, actually, so what are you binge watching these days? Rainy day, uh, nothing to do. Can't go out anymore. Can't go to the bar. What are you gonna watch? Games, no sports on television. Decent, you know. Like on Major League uh, Network, they had uh, the 2004 mm. stocks beating up on the Yankees coming back from 03. That was nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, history. Oh, that's always a good one. You know what's funny, man? You know, uh, Schilling and the bloody sock thing, and he. Th- there's been all that speculation that from the Yankees fans that was phony, whatever. If you ever look at the scar – that he actually had that surgery. That, that was walk, just unbelievable what he pulled off, man. It was like, oh my God, what are you kidding me? And it's like, yep. Might have been. Well, it was push but off. Still, I think it was his push off. Had to get off. Right? It was his right plays, foot. Which he did. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah. Just, uh, Shill was awesome. Back then, Schilling was awesome. I loved him when he was here in Philadelphia. Man, you just – that was a guy that I don't care what it was, when it was, he showed well, he up. Great, that guy game, never uh, failed in a crucial time, situation. No he was, Whether it was the Phils, the Diamondbacks, or the Sox, man. Always. Big game. I loved him against the Yankees. I mean, when he was with the, uh, the Diamondbacks, he beat him in, what is it, 2001, him and Randy Johnson. It was basically those two against the Yankees. Yeah, and I, you know, um, not a big Yankees fan, not um, not really. I will say that, uh, you know, Schilling, Jack, I, I'm very – Randy Johnson, I, I love Randy Johnson. I always love watching that guy pitch. I never knew how he lasted as long as he did because I'd never seen a guy with pitch all arm. That guy did not push off at all. He was just whipped that thing. Yeah. He was all arm. Well, I always he, thought that guy's not going to be able to lift his arm when he's 35. Um. But that that Diamondbacks team that that beat them, uh, was that? there were some roid boys on that, uh, on that Diamondbacks like that? team. You know, I know that was the time. Everybody was you know? 54. Like, everybody's yeah. 
they, they like before like '94. The last guy who hit 50 homers was George Foster in '77. Nearly 20 years, and then everybody was hitting 50 like it was going out. Of I time. remember that. And I remember one. Where? That? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of it was that. The other was the expansion. Right. So you had less good pitchers, right? You had the new ballparks. Yeah, a lot of uh, ballparks. You know, Citizens Bank was very home run friendly to left field. Um, yep. So, you know, you had some of that with the new ballparks. As a matter of fact, remember Citizens yeah. Bank Park opened up and the next year they had to move the fence back because yeah. there were so many home runs. They actually had to take seats out and move that back a little bit. So, yeah, um, but I just um, – I love the whole st- – I, I, to be honest with you, I, I still wish till this day that uh, baseball wasn't tainted with that and we just let – just let them be, right? Because you can go all the way back and um, whatever it is, guys are going to use the edge, right? Uh, coffee, whatever it is, people are going to use that and take that advantage and, and push the envelope and use it as an edge. And um, – uh, you know, I know everybody can say the reaction time, whatever is, is still better on starts. I don't give a shit. I enjoyed it. That Sammy Sosa, yeah. Mark McGuire summer, 1998 was awesome. I went to Chicago Wrigley field and that was the year Harry Carey died in that spring prior to the season. And so they had the guest singers and uh, went to a weekend series out there and um, Sammy hit five home runs against the Phillies yeah. in the three games. Yeah, pretty much. Right. And it was awesome. And, um, yeah, so I was all about it. You know, when Mark McGuire was up, do you oh, remember? Yeah. He would shut down everything. Yeah. You're at a bar. Yeah, Everybody was... watched him bat. It was awesome. And then Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. That guy, he's like forget the biggest, steroids. He what he did before steroids was amazing. Like you know, they're just both poster boys for greed. Like Barry Bonds, if he didn't do, he would have still hit over five hundred homers. He probably would have got the three thousand hits. Yeah. he wouldn't have been walked so much. He would have stole more. He was a he was awesome. He was a great ball player. But he got jealous of those guys with that summer and said, you know what, I'm gonna do that. And it just shows you. That a guy who, who first of all could you he know, did. play ball great anyway, then all of a sudden you give him an extra edge of juicing up, and then you see what he did. I mean, no one would pitch to him, and then he'd get like one pitch a game, and that one pitch always ended up in the water out there in San Francisco. He was, he was just yeah. such an amazing player, though. Just an amazing player. Yeah, should definitely be in the Hall of Fame. I, I really wish. And I so really should Clemens. Say, especially Bonds. Um, because he was such a, he was made out to be such a jerk in the uh, media. And he was a dick to everybody. But if he had stayed clean, he would have been able to look back even today and say, you know what? I was a dick all you want to call me. But I was clean and I'm still in the Hall of Fame and they're not. But but he, he got greedy. Yeah. Yeah, Clemens was a huge disappointment. Um, The fact that he was just such a dominant pitcher, just a dominating pitcher. And the fact that, uh, you know, and without the juice, the guy was a dominant pitcher and just very good about his craft. Still, to me, one of the best pitchers in in the Hall of Fame, but uh, the most amazing not hard thrower was uh, Greg Maddox. 
that guy was the corners and he just and he, I don't know it, it was like I don't know how he did it he just whatever he did and the way he would spin that ball and um, he yeah. just made it tough to get hard contact off, off him another guy I love watching pitch was uh, the guy who started out in Boston I oh, think Derek he was a closer yeah, yeah, he he became a starting pitcher ended up in LA Derek Lowe before he became a starter and he won two of those games against the Yankees in that series Game four and game seven. Yeah, he had man. He threw a sinker that was just. And just, he was good. I mean, the guy never oh, gave man. up. Where did he go? Home after runs. That, the Angels? He was just awesome. You know. No, at Dodgers. As a matter of fact, he was a starting pitcher, two thousand eight. Um, the year the uh, Phillies went to the World Series, I went with Dougie. First game, um, Dougie had those Hall of Fame club tickets. I went with him the first game against uh, the Dodgers of the National League Championship Series when the Phillies played in Derek Lowe's starting pitcher. And I think it was Shane Victorino hit a home run off him. It was like a line drive, just went over the wall. Um, and uh, the lefty. Pitcher? Jesus, who was the lefty that got the uh, MVP that year for Hamlet? the Phillies? Um, ended up, yeah, he went, ended up going to the Rangers. Yeah, Cole Hamels. Yeah, he he started that game for the Phillies, and they won that game and ended up winning the World Series. That was a great series against the Dodgers. Do you remember that Houston oh, I, Astros I, I series? Phillies Astros, nineteen eighty. That was probably, and it wasn't, you know, it was oh, yeah. the NLCS. That was the greatest series in my lifetime. I mean, there were some good ones. I, I love the Yankees, Red Sox one, so I can't really use the I hyperbole mean, greatest in my I'm lifetime. But the, for man, the Phillies, that was that one of the best the series ever. You were on the edge of your seat all the time because there was always some type of dramatics going on. I mean, think about, what was it, the last game? They're down three or four runs against no line. What's that? Yep. Seventh inning. And Nolan Ryan pitching, by the way. Seventh inning. And, and he's rolling. seventh he inning, and they're down to Nolan rolls. Ryan. And and guess who got it started? Oh. Pete Rose got it started, man. And just typical Pete Rose fashion, you know, works the walk, steals, and it, it just ends up coming in, scores, and it just he just. I was like, Pete Rose is the most. Well, one of the most egotistical Still guys, Trump Snell, I think, surpassed him um, <laughs> when it comes to ego. I said I wasn't going to get political on this thing, <laughs> and I'm not. I mean, you know, nobody would know which way I, I lean, and, and just by saying, I just think. Uh, but when it comes to well, Pete know, Rose, Pete Rose has such an ego. But my God, was you know, he a ball player? Yeah, it's true. You know what? My dad always said that, Jimmy. Uh, yeah. The pros all yeah, have and, uh, an ego know, about Rose, them that carries them the to that level. The, the, you think about it, the, the Phillies have been to the National League Championship three straight years, couldn't get over the hump. They won like 100 games a couple of those years, but fell short. And if they had Pete Rose in each one of those series, they would have won them. And they probably would have won this World Series those three years. But unfortunately, he was on the Reds on one of the, in the 76 when they beat the Phillies. Yeah. But I mean, that's why they brought him here. And he yeah, or with Dick Allen at first. That was a good Phillies team, 76, too. But, uh, 
But yet, Pete Rose, you think about there was yep. a couple, you know, scenarios just in the playoffs alone that Pete Rose showed up. Remember that, you know, damn near the end of the catch against the World Series where Bob Boone drops it. There's Pete Rose makes that catch. Iconic catch. You know? If that they would have dropped it, they would have fucking lost the series right then and there. You know? Yep. Yep. Just there. But you know, Rose was a man. Yeah. Who was the you guy on the uh, Royals that year? Toothpick guy. You hell Washington. Guy freaking play with a toothpick, man. Please, kids, don't do this. You might as well just put a sign saying, kids, fucking go out there and use a toothpick. Jesus. <laughs> How about their first baseman? Willie Mays Aikens. <laughs> what a great. That's good stuff, man. Willie Mays Aikens, yep. That was a good team. You know, I think about that year, right? Uh, think about how loaded the Astros were. Did they they had that guy um, Jr. Jr. Reed, right, or Jr. Jr. Richard? He had a stroke, and he was dominant. He was he he. Oh, he did he not. Had, he oh, okay. Numbers he could have put up. He was. He was a that guy was amazing he when he came into he the league. Come back Jesus, and he just was not the same. Obviously. Hey, did you go to that um, our senior uh, year in high school? We went. Uh, uh, Phillies played the Astros, Cruz, and whatever. we were out in left field. Did you go with us? At... Oh, Jose Cruz and. The guy had two hours because we were out there yelling at him the whole time. And Cruz has a yes. – and I'll tell you who started that, Kevin Kelly and Dave Rosser. <laughs> and uh, Janet uh, Gerhardt. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so funny. Nice. He let a ball go a, – a single go right between his legs, yeah, went all the way nice to the wall. Team. It was hilarious. Was a real nice team. And it was because of us. It feels like – yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm here. I'm here. Sorry, I was. Did I lose you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's been good, man. Show one. Uh, I got our. I picked out our intro music. You want to hear? Um, and I think you, you would appreciate it. I found day, Planet I Rock is our intro music up to the show. I was like, man, I haven't heard. It. And of course, then I had to play Planet Rock after that. Ah, oh, nice. Looking for the perfect. Looking for the perfect beat. Tell me. Africa and yeah. Bambada. Was it looking for the perfect beat? Yeah. <laughs> That's great, man. So, um, yeah, so this is it. This is our uh, first show. We'll put this one uh, in the can here, and uh, we'll pick it up, man. Um, we'll do show two sometime uh, next week, That's maybe good. even uh, try good. another Pretty go easy. at this hey, I, uh, I very beers. soon. I don't know how many. What's your thoughts? Pretty good? I am on number... Well, I had already had two, and then now I'm on number two of this show. So, um, yeah. I mean, I only brought two down here with me, so I'll I'll be... uh, I'll be pretty good at this. This will be at least when we start doing these things. A three-beer episode, usually. We will. And when we're in person, it's going to go a lot better. Um, So, 
going to try and uh, work on our guest for episode two. Um, think about a nice uh, overrated, underrated next time. I'm thinking. Um, uh, I'm thinking 80s. overrated, underrated next time. Maybe we go '80s music. Sounds good, man. <laughs> Why not? All right, Jim. And I hope everybody enjoyed riding along shotgun with Jim and Norm. So, uh, 